Hello and welcome back to the 20th episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor Podcast with your host, Bennett Leon, and we have the lovely Ashley Downing, as always, with us. So today, we're going to have a very special conversation in which we discuss the state of the U.S. education system and its current state, and how rigged and how much it actually doesn't serve the purpose that it's supposed to serve and where we are as a nation now with that so enjoy of course definitely um i also wanted to mention it really quick with this uh list that we've kind of got sidetracked but i just want to go back to it really quick and then we'll go back into the, the to the thing we were supposed to start with um, but I just wanted to mention this as well really quick because I think it's very notable. The New York Post reports that this was just yesterday that child homelessness is the highest in more than a decade. The wow. federal, Yeah. Um, so very, uh, very interesting. Wow. Yeah. So That's more than uh, 1.5 million public school students nationwide were homeless at some point during 27 to 2018 school year. That was that figure was the highest recorded in more than twelve years. The, well, and the num- there's go ahead. Sorry. I was going to continue on with the statistics a little bit. Uh, the number of homeless students nationwide increased by fifteen percent margin from the twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen and the twenty seventeen eighteen school years. The latest figure available is the eighteen school year, and it shows that. The number of public school homeless students more than doubled from 04 to 05. Wow. So uh, about like 15 years ago, our numbers have doubled since then. That's so crazy to me. Mm-hmm. So crazy. Well, and there are cra- there are a lot of statistics about um, homelessness and your um, success in school and your overall mental state, your overall well-being, um, not just physically, you know, from being homeless, but other aspects of your well-being. And to think that there are that many students, you know, there's that many children going to school that when they leave school, they are not going to a a home. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's crazy. That is crazy. Like, how is this possible in, like, the richest, most powerful nation in the world? So, like, that's actually what I put in the comment uh, for um, my post on Facebook. You guys can check this out at the Oligarchy Disruptor, uh, our page over there. Um, But, yeah, uh, very, very sad uh, reality for our our students in this country that have to not only deal with the um, mountain of debt that it takes to go to school... And take the time away from like potentially working and making your way through life that other way um, to pursue your education and to better your life in that way, only to be punished in, in such a detrimental way. Students nowadays are like so broke that like obviously like this is getting worse and worse. Uh, they're facing mountains of debt. They're obviously the homeless. Something's not working when they're like more homeless uh is it's a highest rate in more than a decade so like something's wrong and 
we need to fix it immediately. This is beyond a crisis for the students of this country. Obviously, they're drowning in debt, and it's also uh, a burden on the economy. I think Bernie Sanders is right in wanting to cancel both him and Elizabeth Warren were correct in their uh, policies to like and uh, completely cancel student debt. But I think actually Warren didn't want to completely cancel everything. It was just it was for the majority of people, I believe. It was for like 75 percent. It was for because she didn't want to do like that whole like she didn't want to give billionaire kids like free education. It was like that kind of argument. Gotcha. I think, yeah, I do remember hearing something about that, but I didn't think that she wanted to only, I don't, I don't know though, but That's... yeah, I mean, and if you think about it too, the, the amount that it costs to go to school, people just don't go. Yeah. Um, because it's so expensive and um, the international stage that is that's a threat to us as a country that mm-hmm. we have a, a, a whole generation of people who are not, who do not have any form of higher education. That's a scary thought. And then if you think about the, when people, there's, there are statistics out there that, that, ha- that show when your parents don't have a college education, you are less likely to have a college education. Um, and I don't know really how much I believe that because I think that in some ways it makes you want to get a college education more, but I don't, maybe that's, I mean, I don't know. But um, that's just sad to me because that means if we have a whole generation now that's not going, that are not going to school, does that mean that this whole next generation of people are, are, going to be going to school less i mean i mean most people are getting fed into the pipeline like yes or no like when you were in public school that they told you over and over again that like uh go to college like this is the way you do it like just go down this route like be an employee like that kind of thing right they fed you like hey you have to go to college you have to pick something like you have to do this by 18 like it's very like Set like you have to get married by your 32 like you know what I mean like that's what... <laughs> well yeah and I didn't go to public school I went to a private school did so they tell you even... that though did they tell you that you have to go to college more... oh yes okay. it was even more of a thing if you okay. didn't go to college it was like um well yeah definitely everybody what it was a thing everybody talked about where they were going to go to school everybody talked about their ACT score everybody knew you know, what the other person was going to major in. I mean, it wasn't a if you were going to school, it was where you were going to go. Yeah, I think that's so crazy to me because, like, all I can think about uh, when I see that is, like, uh, have you seen that one picture of uh, that? This is exactly what I was picturing in my mind. I found the picture uh, right now. The, the quote is, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, then it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. Like, and that's basically what Common Core does. That's what everybody like going down this, everybody going down like a factory line 
And, like, basically, the education system hasn't changed in over, like, 100 years. Uh, and it was based <laughs> on the model of literally factory workers in the Industrial Revolution. Um, those kind of, like, class sizes. When they were, the farmers and all people from, like, the rural communities out in the country were starting to move into the cities. They just, and the factories where they needed all these, all this help from, like I said, this industrial revolution that was going on, uh, they just had big classes of people just sitting at desks, writing down the same thing, trying to memorize everything. And what's really fucked up, I feel like about the the current, uh, what I feel like is really fucked up about the current education system is that it's predicated on the, like the idea of memorization, Mm -hmm. you know, like. That is so old school. Like, that's not even funny anymore. Uh, Like, I don't need to know how... I don't need to know all the elements on the periodic table. I can ask Siri and she'll tell me in two seconds. (laughs) Like, you don't need to know, like, basic fundamental thing. Like, anything that's researchable uh, or, like, you can ask kind of, like, AI assistant and believe you me... These uh, these assistants are only going to get more powerful. They're only going to get uh, more abilities to be able to control things in our lives. So yeah, but but you have to you still have to know basic math. Well, no, you, you still need to know like. My point is that information is at the is at our fingertips now, and we're at a different age that we were then than as we are now. We don't have to like memorize literally every little thing sure i would agree i mean i think the whole problem with memorization is that you memorize something to be able to regurgitate it literally that's literally for yeah for like what you know uh a two-week you know time period or maybe even like a a three-month time period for people who have midterms or finals i mean you don't you don't remember these things for for years down the road. I mean, I even, when I was in middle school, I did, um, it's like a public speaking thing. It's called forensics. And you had, we memorized scripts and then we would perform um, in front of judges and try to win state competitions. And it was interesting because you put so much time and effort into memorizing these things. But by the time I made it to high school, I didn't remember any of that stuff. And this, this is hours and hours and hours and months and months of preparation for this. Mm-hmm. And I could not regurgitate that <laughs> years later. So you really think that you teaching somebody something for two weeks and then expecting them to memorize it for a test? Sure, yeah, they can memorize it for four weeks. But are they going to remember this four years from now? No. But, like, think about how, like emotionally like and how stressful it was for you to like do that as a student like did you not feel like all that like intensity like could your quality of life not have been much better had you have known the what life could have been like oh definitely absolutely and especially when you have um all of the pressures from your parents and from your teachers and from your peers to do well. Um, and that was, that was a really big thing, um, going to a private school and, um, to think that, that it's all just for, for you, for you to forget all this shit in two weeks. I mean, in two years, it's like, Oh, awesome. You know, (laughs) 
I mean, don't get me wrong. There are definitely things that I remember, of course, but that's just because um, those are things that I also use in my life, like basic math, you know, like unless you're (laughs) doing, when you learn things that are actually useful to you, it's different. But when you learn things like you just mentioned, the periodic table. Oh, yeah. Um, like that was, the, the thing I said with like fucking basic math, maybe that was a bad one because everyone uses basic math. But fucking like maybe like uh, something like more obscure, like uh, something well, you learn in like to... calculus or like uh, even fucking geometry. I don't even remember a fucking word from that class. I don't think I do either, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the rhombus, right? Isn't geometry? I mean, shapes? that is a shape. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Ashley. Uh, <laughs> no, but that exactly. I mean, the whole thing with the education <laughs> system is that, like you said, it hasn't been changed or um, really, really looked at in a different aspect besides uh, test scores and standardized. Um, goals yes and 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 forever i mean and literally in forever that is always what it has been it's just kind of been modified to become more specialized i guess the education system like uh that was something that i really wanted to tackle when i actually wanted to be like a main like uh thing of mine uh, to be on my campaign when i run for like some kind of office at like a federal level where like I want I really want that or even I guess statewide or local or whatever um, I remember you said that I re- that's awesome yes this is something I really want to tackle because I feel really passionate about it because like it's not like it doesn't take a genius to to know that everybody is different everybody is born different everybody learns different everybody is just different in so many ways and our like the way we learn is all one way the the way we are tested uh, is all the same and everything is just extremely outdated we need to bring our education system into the 21st century and uh, give our students and the future generations of this country a fighting chance to to be at the very forefront and uh to be even like past uh much farther like we when we were in like the 50s when we were crushing it on the uh technology side uh, we were actually looking into ai at the time too a very early version of it but uh nonetheless but we dropped the ball there a few uh not so long after that um but just goes to show like we need to refocus our energies and our attention back into the students and reinvest our money into the future of our country directly into the minds of our students. We need to give them the ability to curate their own education based on how they learn as an individual and stop giving them fucking numbers and stop seeing them that way and start giving them some uh, individuality. Individuality, Exactly, and start seeing them as people um, so that we can start actually making a change in a way uh, such a profound way that people will actually be grateful that the government exists to provide this kind of system in which they exist and learn from well and in this way it would actually 
prepare people for their higher education. They wouldn't go into this exactly um, blindly. You know, it's not just, oh, I go to college right after high school because that's what I'm supposed to do. <clears throat> they do it because they have in mind already um, and a passion that they have been, you know, cultivating and growing throughout their their academic career instead of making everybody learn and regurgitate the exact same information and then you 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 let them graduate and then it's just like oh hold on what now I get to discover what I like to do what I what I want and to do with my life like okay (laughs) that's you know how is that beneficial that's why so many students benefit from those general education requirements because they take a little bit of this and a little bit of that because they just don't know what they want to do. I personally believe that like everybody should take a gap year in between I agree. Uh, your high school and your definitely. like college years if you want to go to college. Uh, but you should definitely, I a million percent recommend it. I recommend it. I promise you guys, I, I recommend this to my own family members you really Definitely. don't know yourself when you're 18. I couldn't. No. I am nothing. Not I. Oh, well, I guess not nothing. I am a, a a different version, a much different version of what I was uh, when I was 18. Now I'm 25. That's seven years. I am a monumentally different person when it comes to mentality, uh, what I'm working on, where my attention is. And where I want the direction of my life to go, you know, uh, just different Definitely. priorities, like different everything, you know. Plus, I think it's really important. Something yeah. I wish that I would have done is um, travel, you know, yes. really, really see the world, see what you want, um, what you want to get out of out of life out of. I, I think that that's why you have so many people who are working these you know, random nine to five jobs that they just got to make, to, to get by, to pay the bills and they're not really enjoying life, you know? And if you take that time to just really find yourself, to be able to experience things, I think you also have less resentment later on for not taking that time and not knowing what's out there and feeling like you don't have that opportunity anymore to figure out what's out there because you're, you know, 50 with children and grandchildren on the way and you know it's just like do it do it do it now do it when you're young do it when you're out of high school and still have no idea what you want to do with your life like the fun thing about it is that like you can like if you're really really young like you're 18 you're 17 you're coming out of Mm -hmm. high school like you have the entire the world, world in front is your of you. oyster. Yes, literally. <laughs> like you can do whatever you want. And I, what I would do to go back to 18 with what I know now, Me too. Uh, what I would do differently. Ugh. Um, but I mean, that just comes with time. That just comes with age. We all make mistakes. This is part of the process. And if we don't fail, we never learn, you know? So I just think that we have to, change like the way that the system currently works when it comes to that shit you know what i mean definitely well and i think that it would um our education system would benefit from having somebody in the uh federal position who actually has been a teacher before 
uh, that might be um, <laughs> beneficial. Yeah, that, <laughs> instead of like someone random, like a fucking, literally a donor, literally one of the donor class. Oh, it's just, it's just crazy. And then you have like the, I mean, there's a lot of people actually that are in positions that it's like, um, it's really crazy. What? How? 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 how, how? Uh, it's so funny to me. Like that was his, one of his main things. Like. I'm going to drain the swamp in Washington. Dude made the swamp as big as possible. Big, bigger than ever. Inviting literally like... Randos the, to like, be in charge of positions. But these are the oligarchs. Like These are people that represent the elite class. Uh, we have Wilbur yep. Ross, which is actually more wealthy than the president. Um, I think he was like a hedge fund manager or something. Uh, yeah, fucking the Treasury ben Secretary. Carson. Oh yeah, him too. Um, the treasury secretary was the, uh, he had something to do with Goldman Sachs. I think he was like the C CEO oh, or something. Yes. In the, tra- yeah. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, and of course, Betsy DeVos, the education secretary. Doesn't uh, have any kind of education uh, background yeah, she's whatsoever. literally just a donor, uh, has donated, uh, I don't know if million, probably millions seeing that they're billion, her family. Her and her family are worth billions of dollars. Um, uh, her edu- his education secretary Elaine Chow, another education transportation secretary Elaine Chow, is the wife of Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Um, but her, her history is actually very interesting because her father is a shipping magnate out of China. So like it's just all <laughs> like it's all like a fucked system. The point is just that not ev- everything is not as it seems. You really can't go based off what they say. You have to go by their actions. All right, everybody. Thank you again so much for listening to the eighth episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor with us. We really appreciate the time you take to uh, educate yourselves and stay up to date with the latest issues of the day. So... I want to hand it off to Ashley. She wants to give you her, uh, of course, you know, her spiel about the uh, election and <laughs> voting rights. Because, guys, of course, we know we have to uh, defeat Donald Trump in 2020. He cannot remain in the White House. Let's get this guy out. All right. Take it away. Alex. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So everything and anything that has to do with voting, it is at rockthevote.org. Go to rockthevote.org. Um, and there's everything that has to do with, um, your voter registration. If you are not sure what your status is, you can look that up. You're not sure for your state, what your requirements are. If you need to have a voter ID, if you need to, um, register before a certain time, or, um, if you can register same day in person, if you are an Illinoisan, you actually can register same day in person. Um, and Tuesday, March 17th is, um, voting day for Illinoisans, Michigan. I know we have some Michigan listeners out there. Your voting day is this coming Tuesday, which is super exciting. They're one of the most delegates I think are up for grabs on Tuesday. So vote. If you are a Michigander, don't forget to vote. Um, and then if you are not sure where your polling place is, yourfuckingpollingplace.com <laughs> yourfuckingpollingplace.com it's super easy website you just put in your address click okay 
and then your polling place will pop up the times that they are open. Um, Very, very convenient. That's the only thing on the website, so you can't get lost. So, yeah, don't forget to vote, everybody. It's super important. Very, very important. Do not forget, guys. All right, we know what's at stake. And just also I wanted to mention really quick with that, uh, we know what's at stake because not many people realize and understand and remember 100% because so much shit goes on every day. But I'm going to go ahead and remind you because I always think about this in the back of my mind when I'm thinking about voting for the next president. And I just want to give Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the notorious RBG, a fucking break. She's earned it. Let's elect a Democratic president to re- so she can finally step down from the bench. She's been holding it out. Come on, guys. Let's do this together. For, She's so uh, fabulous. Yes, Thank you so much, RBG, for continuing to hold out. For real. She is a champ. We love you. A champ. Could you imagine how, like, Hillary Clinton was supposed to win those, uh, win the presidency and those two uh, Supreme Court justices now? We have them for lifetime appointments, and he made sure they were they were young. Scumbag. Exactly. Yes, he sure did. <laughs> they knew what they were doing there. Yep, he definitely did. So, um, and I mean, they're up there now. So, imagine if you got three. We definitely do not want that. Potentially four. Uh, in the next uh, f- within the next four years of the new presidency. Um, so I just wanted to mention that really quick. Do not take that off your radar. Let's give the notorious RBG a break. Love you, girl. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> okay. Also, I wanted to mention our Facebook page. Uh, please give us a follow there at the Oligarchy Disruptor. I mentioned it earlier, but we do post daily on there. And a lot of the content that we post, we do mention it um, on the episodes you might have noticed in the past. And we refer to that a lot. So we are also on Twitter. You can find me at Ben the Disruptor. Um, you can find Ashley as well at Ash the Disruptor. Perfect. And uh, I just want to leave it there, guys, once again. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in to this episode. We appreciate the time you take. And if you could also leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, we would very much appreciate that if you got any kind of value out of this. So uh, we will. Yes, please. And thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so we'll miss you guys. We'll see you the, at the next episode. Thanks again for tuning in.